welcome in. Oh, I didn't know you were doing that. <laughs> welcome to the Man Child Chronicles podcast, where four friends talk entertainment, fatherhood, and sports, all with sarcasm, comedic timing, and a healthy dose of toxic masculinity. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in cronies of the Man Child Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my three best friends, John, Michael, and Jay. And tonight, the Ted Lasso special with a little hot potato in the best SNL cast member draft. Gentlemen, start your engines. How are you doing? What did I do to get demoted? Just being you, Mike. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. John's always promoted to the top. But Ryan, you're giving off a little bit of a lead tasso vibe. I'm just going to throw that the out there. <laughs> you got those sunglasses on? I'm a little nervous. I don't know how I don't know how this is going to go. Oh, great episode, lead tasso. <laughs> well, let's get right into it. Uh we're going to talk about thoughts on the show, where we think it's going from here, some of our favorite things. I'm not going to get too much into it because I know Jay's going to talk for about 74 hours here. But I just want to say, in a, a day and time where it is hard to find that show that you resonate with, you love, you can't wait for it to come on. There's only a few of those shows in my lifetime. Seinfeld, Modern Family, Cheers. Uh, I used to love the Cosby show when I was a kid. In Ted Lasso. It's right Let, up there. Let's clarify. Let's clarify. Used to like. Not anymore. Don't cancel it. No, no. I still like the... The Cosby show is good. Like, you watch the Cosby show. It is hilarious still. But Ted Lasso was one of those shows for me that I just... Like, I want to watch it again already. It's one of those shows I think I'll... Uh, Office is up there, too, uh, that I'm going to watch uh, forever. I'm just going to watch the series, uh, see what happens from there. I think they're going to do a spinoff. Um but they ended it very well, so who knows? Anywho, uh, very good show. Jason Sudeikis, I didn't even know he could act like that. I respect him a lot more than I used to. I've always liked him. Uh, another level. What did he do to piss you off before? Nothing. <laughs> I always liked him, but I didn't know he had the acting chops uh, like he does. So, I mean, yeah, uh, before this, it's not like I really knew a whole I had a whole bunch of Jason Sudeikis, a little bit from SNL, um, Horrible Bosses, We're the Millers. What else did he have besides that? Nothing mainstream, just a bunch of big roles. A bunch of- was he in Downsizing? <laughs> I wouldn't know. He was in a ton I of movies, know. ton of movies. Uh, in fact, tonight we're doing Hot Potato of only actors that were in Jason's, uh, Jason Sudeikis was in their movies. He's in a lot of movies, believe it or not. <laughs> He's... Wait, are we really doing that? Yeah, I did not. I study have a special for that. hat. You're not supposed to study for it, Mike. Do you guys study for hot potato? No, you can't. It's just a random draw yeah. hat. Well, but wait, but we'll get to that. Never mind. Continue. Anyways, uh, Jay, I want you have a very long. You showed us several pages that you want to go over. So let's just get with you, <laughs> and we'll interrupt you as you talk if we feel like we okay. need to hop in. Well, yeah, no, you guys can always feel free to hop in. I what have I love entire... about Ted Lasso. <laughs> there he is. There he is. <laughs> Tell me what you loved. I want to talk about what we loved. I have a little section on what I want to talk about that I hated. 
So I'm I'm all open, Ooh. John. Let's start with what you hated. Let's get that out. Let's get the negative energy out. Well, before I can really get into what I hate, John, because what I hate mainly is season three. And it's not that I hate season three, but I feel like season three let me down. And that's probably only because of the magic and flawlessness of season one and season two. You have the quick wit. You have these powerful stories of underdogs. You have the perfect making of a villain with Nate. They punch you in the gut with these emotional stories with Lasso's anxiety anxiety attacks. Um, Lasso dealing with his um, dad dying by suicide. Rebecca apologizing to Ted. Jamie growing up into a better man. And then Roy angrily walking towards him and hugging him right after they throw out Jamie's dad. It was this epic season one, season two. Season three, on the other hand, was not so perfect. One of my main issues is all of a sudden we're willing to let all these big moments happen off the screen. Uh, It goes from in season two, you have the guys literally sitting around an entire episode trying to determine what they want to do for a night to all of a sudden in season three, it's just like fast forward everything. We only want to talk about we only we don't want to show you the conflict. Nate turns into a good guy pretty much right away. You don't necessarily see why. There's a beautiful scene where Nate has this moment with his father. I wish that would have been the scene, the catalyst that sparks him to change for the good. Can I hate? I, 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 I got to say before you get too far ahead here. Yeah, bring. Go on. Okay. Uh, first of all, my rebuttal to you on how you see them debating on what they... Who's breathing so loud? Is that you, Jay? I I don't think so. Okay, somebody was. All right. Anyways, the the rebuttal for them guys sitting around talking. Season three, I think the season one and two was showing them unite as a team and all the different things they did to unite. That was like one of the the last things that they did that really got them tight. I think that's why you can fast forward that in season three and and Nate becoming a bad guy. And going to a good guy, they did show that. They showed how he was trying to apologize but couldn't quite do it. They showed his struggle, what he wanted to do. And then when he went out with Rupert, and Rupert uh, basically showed who he was, and that wasn't who Nate wanted to be. He didn't want to turn into him. That was kind of the flip right there. So they did show that. Yeah, they gave us us nuggets of that, but there was no... Because when he was leading up to turn evil, he felt ignored, even though he wasn't. He wanted to be the guy in charge. And so that's what drove him to a place of like his own social anxiety, making him in to be the bad guy. What Jay is pointing out is that we didn't see a reason for him to turn good again. It's like he all of a sudden woke up. We we did one day. He, he found yeah, Jade. He a whole he bunch of got stuff. the relationship yeah. with Jade, and he, that became more important. Oh, to oh him you mean that football. relationship that we didn't dive into at <laughs> all? Period. The end. Say, like the most surface level it. relationship, like on a show that has all of these intricate relationships. That one is so shallow. And so I'm sitting here like, why did you give me, and this is part of my season three, why did you give me Keely and Jack and this pointless relationship just to have uh, 
you know, let's talk about what happens off the screen. Her company loses the funding. They break up. All of that happens off screen. I know we see mm-hmm. a fight, but that's it. You don't actually see any of the conflict. Another thing that happens off the screen, we're talking about Nate um, and his group of guys. Um, they get so mad at Nate that they throw a game. The players go out and literally throw an entire game. They get violent with West Ham. They do not win that game. And then all of a sudden, off the screen, they're like, hey, me and the guys talked and we all want you to come back. Where was the conflict? Why didn't they show conflict there? Why didn't they show the group talking? Why does all that happen off the screen? Because everybody grew up to be better people. That was the whole concept of the show. They all became better men. What I'm saying is there was a lot of unnecessary storyline in season three, including a worldwide soccer superstar named Zava, who had never been mentioned before. He surprisingly joins Richmond, and then he vanishes off screen two shows later, and that subplot really meant zero to the whole to the whole story. So my problem is that conflict creates a good story, and season three left a lot to be desired in that regard. Well, everything you said, I seen the reason behind it. So, I di- did. You I practice just, that in the mirror, Jay? I disagree. I did. I disagree I did. with everything you said. Season three. So I'm going to talk about it outside of the the canon a little bit. Season three felt like right before they got to filming, Jason walked in one Monday and said. He got me for one more season and the flip that happened quote unquote between season two and three, the, the the whole tone of the show shifted. What I see is that Jason didn't want to do it anymore and he gave him one season's notice and they had to fast track so much storyline to make it uh, doable for what we're assuming excuse me, is going to be a, a, a spinoff because regardless of whatever we think, every storyline going from season two into season three was rushed. If Even if all the elements are there, they are for sure rushed. It was a rush so, season. And I know we'll get to the ending, but with such an ambiguous ending to the show as well, it just screams that, okay, we still need to capitalize on a lot of these characters and stuff, but we just have to do it without Jason Sudeikis. And so season three, now now if you rewind and you go back and listen to our show from a couple months ago, I was the person on Team Ted Lasso that said this is the greatest TV show potentially of all time. I Season three completely fumbled it for me. I am no longer willing to hold it in that place mostly because of the ending, which we'll, we'll get to, um, the first half of season three, I was right there with it. I started to taper off on the back half and then we got, we finished watching the last episode and I literally just said, screw this show because it was such wasted potential, um, with everything they had available to them, regardless of whether Jason Sudeikis was back for a season four in or out of a spinoff, whatever, there was so much that was rushed and dealt with poorly, even with getting a spinoff, hopefully. So um, I love the show. I think it's I think it's great. I will go back and watch it. But 
if I had two words to describe Ted Lasso as a whole, it's wasted potential. <clears throat> That's a lot harsher than what I'm going to say. I will say it's really the middle of season three that gets me, um, which when you only have uh, 10 episodes, right? Is it 10 or 12? I think 12. My brain's 10. hurting. It's, it's 12. Oh. So when you have 12, yeah, 12 episodes, I really don't want you to fumble any of them. And there's about five of them in the middle that get pretty fumbled for me. Now, I'm not going to say all of season three was dog crap. I wanted to get my hatred out. Now I want to love on it. In season three, Rebecca has this awesome moment at the men's club. She has an awesome moment with Rupert. If you're a fan of the show, obviously you love seeing Rebecca do that. Jamie and his mom were hilarious, and it was also a really touching scene having him talk to his mom. Uh, speaking of mothers, Ted and his mom, that was absolute perfection. That entire episode was awesome. Um, I love the way they ended it, brought tears to my eyes. Also in that same episode, you have an Emmy-worthy performance from Beard and Nate having this heartfelt moment, but Beard just took it to another level. I absolutely loved it when he forgave Nate. Um, and in the season finale, I think they hit on some really heartfelt moments. The players kept parts of the believe sign. They used the trick play to win. We get to watch more soccer, more football, excuse me, in the last three episodes than the entire series combined. And I loved watching the football games play out. That was great action. All in all, I really liked the finale. I know, Mike, you didn't like it, but the finale did not leave much for me to be desired. It wrapped up, I think, the entire series really beautifully, um, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't want to spoil all the moments from season three finale. I want John and Ryan to talk about their favorite moments, too. And I have a whole bunch of favorite moments from all the from all seasons. I will say the, the only thing I didn't like about... I love this, the whole series. Um, season two started off, I felt the comedy was a little forced. He had a lot of uh, one-liners that were, were very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nostalgic one-liner type things. And they were they felt very forced, but they worked into it for the season. I thought season three was good. I understood most of it. I thought the finale, in my mind, was perfect. I, I thought they wrapped it up great. Um, in my mind, I don't think they're doing a spinoff. They could, but they just fast forwarded so much in that finale that I don't think they, they left it open so they don't need to, but they still could. Um, would you want to watch it if they did a spinoff? Well, I don't think so because they fast forwarded so much. Like there's players that aren't even on the team anymore. So I don't, I, I think it ended good. The three seasons were great. Who's not on the team anymore? Sam's in Africa now. Now, I he was shown playing with the Nigerian national team, but they do that during the oh. – that to me, that didn't mean he was off. I guess. He's no. just playing for the Nigerian national team. I guess you're – No, because right. that was a reference to the storyline a couple episodes earlier where the rich guy uh, kept him off of the Nigerian yes. team. And so that was a call back. But that's like a an Olympic type event. It's not yeah, a yeah. it's not a team. Well, then yeah, they, he's they still with yeah. AFC Richmond. In I, my mind, yes, I would definitely watch a spinoff. I think it there's enough great. So Sam care. was your make or break it character. No. Yeah, Sam. I was just Sam's not on AFC Richmond. I'm out. I was that's just worried fact. that more people would be off of it. But if if 
if that's the case, I would definitely watch it because there's a lot of great characters and a lot of great comedy and moments that could be had on that show still. So I would be fine if they kept it going. I think Here's Roy, what I will Roy say. becoming head coach was awesome. I love yes. Roy being head coach. To, to build on Ryan's yes, uh, yes, I would watch it, is because the show did do a good job about not centering the Ted Lasso universe around Ted Lasso. And so yeah. if we did jump into a spinoff, they did do a good job of vesting us in multiple characters that that I would I would totally watch a show led by Brett Goldstein. I would hundred percent do it. Well, season um, season two and three, they I, I feel like they really boy. yeah I feel like they really tried in season two and three not to center the show around Ted yep. Lasso because the first season was a lot of Ted Lasso. The other two seasons weren't, and that could have been their whole plan. Just in case, I thought originally they only wanted to do three seasons. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. If you hear Jason Sudeikis talk, he talks that he had three three seasons lined up of story, and that's all he wanted to tell with Ted Lasso. And I don't know if it's because it's, you know, I know it's American television, but it's made in British if you're doing it. Because, you know, British TV series, they don't last very long. They're three to four volumes at most. And yep. they, mm-hmm. they move on to different things. I don't know if it was in that respect that he wanted to keep it. Three volumes or three seasons, not keep expanding it, or what his thoughts were, but... That was his, that was his swan song, I guess. And so it's really hard to tell where I would like it to go. Would I like to see a spinoff, or would I like to just see a break and then see five years later where we can pick it up and have a special season with it or something like that? I don't know what would be better. Because <laughs> you know, once Henry gets in high school and he gets older, he's not going to want dad around him all the time anymore. So we could pick up there. That'd be cool. I, I have a couple things uh, to point out why I don't feel that the show ended well. Uh, and this, keep in mind, the, the talking points are always in the what could have gone better. There's so, we couldn't even, I mean, we could do 15 episodes about things that this show did Ryan's right. Ryan's drinking just to take off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, we could spend a lot of time talking about the things that this show did right. And I feel like we have done that. Uh, in previous episodes, while we didn't dive into it in detail, we did talk about the show at length. I'm still not uh, done about yeah, what they did right. Okay. But um, so one issue for me is that they they had vested us in Keely Jones, Roy Kent, uh, Jamie Tot, and uh, and we did not see resolution in that in any form or fashion. And here's the thing. What I'm not looking for, and hear me out, <clears throat> I'm not looking for a happy ending. But what they did is they circled us back around to to Roy kind of letting Keely know that he's still there. We see moments where Jamie's like, hey, there's something still here for me, too. And then we just end the show and there's no resolution. So it, it's a little bit of a uh, an issue for me only because we spent so much time talking about it. She she needs to reject them both. She needs to take one or the other. They need to have some type of reference where, you know, even she says, hey, I just need to take some me time. I'm not ready for this yet. This, that, whatever. But she did but, reject them both. That was the that was what happened. She, yeah. she turned them both down. No, because even after that, there was still stuff. Go- Are you talking about at the at the table at her house? Yeah. Yeah, that was there was plenty of stuff that happened after that, even with Roy mainly where there was still off the record conversations happening um, where there, they were displaying romantic tension and there was never any resolution to it. So that kind of, that kind of 
miffed me a little bit. That one didn't miff me as much as I will bring this one up, and I don't even know if this one was in the season finale. You help my brain here, but why did they have the teacher with Roy and all the flirting between him and the teacher just to not pick that up at any point? I thought that was I thought that was a weird drop. I thought that was showing that he was couldn't get over Keeley. That that was the point of that. Yeah, I guess, but. She rejected both of them, so I would have liked to seen a little. Well, she rejected a little thing after with Roy. He well, rejected Roy's, Roy's, the teacher. Roy's yeah. true love has always been football, and so him becoming the AFC freshman head coach is his connection to what his true love is, and that's football. And mm-hmm. I think Ted unlocked in him was that a he was a leader. He needed to step up in the locker room, which he did in season one. He became a leader for the team. Yep. He became a coach to Jamie, a trainer to Jamie. Then he became a coach on the team. Remember when he, in the romantic comedy episode, when he runs to the football oh. field to take Ted's side? I, it's, it's on my list of one of my favorite things, John. It's amazing. So Roy's true love has always been foot the game of football and the art of leading leading people. And that's why he's in Do, this role. Don't that's just, a good answer. Don't just that's end a good it answer. when Roy, that Roy rom-com thing with the stadium he rushes to the stadium. He has this injury, so he's like limping real bad. He hurt his leg. <laughs> he's trying to get in. They won't let him in because he doesn't have a ticket, so he has to go back to the place and get the ticket. He walks to the pitch, and then he musters the energy to not limp, and he walks on the field, Roy Kent style. He popped and his knee back in part, place. He put it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. he pops. Oh, he pops. The best thing though is when he walks up to Ted and Ted's like, "Hello, coach," and he just starts rattling about how happy he is is there, why he loves him to be there, and Roy just goes, "Stop, just stop." You had me at coach, and I'm like, "Oh, I love that scene." I just it, it hit every rom com moment, and then as as a coach. He's allergic to the whistle or whatever, so he just screams, Whistle! Whistle! <laughs> so I was teaching uh, at church the other week, and uh, I was in charge of the Sunday school kids. And so we had 58 kids in our class. Wow. Um, and we're, uh, we start off going to the playground, and I tell them we have 10 minutes to play. And at the end of that 10 minutes, you better believe I'm screaming, Whistle! Whistle! <laughs> and all the kids come running up and getting a line to go into the building. It was hilarious, and the kids thought it was funny too. Um, next thing, this isn't. This is more. Uh, I don't have anything to specifically point to, so this is more of a uh, constructive criticism, really. Um, I, I didn't like the way Ted handled his transition out of uh, Richmond. Um, in, in the last episode or two, uh, we have seen Ted be fairly emotional throughout the entirety of the series, dealing with feelings head on, uh, talking about them pretty openly, uh, even coaching people ab- about how to deal with situations that they're in. And what we got when he was transitioning was this, in in my opinion, kind of a disconnected Ted Lasso, like he didn't want to have the conversations because even when he's sitting with Rebecca uh, in the empty stadium, like he makes a few comments, but there's just there's he doesn't want to talk about it. And it's not out of a confidence of I know I'm going home to my son and this is the right thing to do. He just seems indifferent about it. Well, and, and that was kind of. Go ahead. 
Ted has always struggled conveying his own emotions. He's always been great at helping people with their emotions, but he's always struggled conveying his own emotions. Always. So I'm so I'm not surprised that he would try. I don't want to say running from his emotions, but he wouldn't force his emotions to become the center point. He never wanted his emotions or his feelings to be the center point of any conversation. Diamond Dogs. Sure. And, and and at its core, at its core, I believe that to be true. However, Michael, why do you hate Ted Lasso? Still television. Yeah, I know, Mike. Why, why do you hate this? Ted Lasso? It's still what television. Is wrong with you? Hey, Ryan, and, John, I think I think Mike needs an yeah. intervention. It's time for a Diamond Dogs meeting. <laughs> Diamond Dogs. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I mean, my favorite part of this whole entire series, guys. I love season one. I love season two. I love season three. I would agree with you. I do feel season three was rushed. But if you only have twelve episodes and you know that this is going to be the twelve episodes, you're going to have to rush the plot to get the story out that you want. All right, so going in with that thought, you know, would you rather them stretched it out th- over those 12 episodes and then have that finale with Rush Plot? No. Uh, the callbacks, though, I mentioned this to you guys. I want to do a whole segment on just callbacks because the writing was so, so fine-tuned and scripted through seasons one to three. There's jokes that always came back and called back to them. Mm-hmm. A few yep. of my favorite here was, did you guys notice Roy's sister? That we saw her earlier in the early season. So the first time we saw Roy's sister was at the birthday party, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. When did we see her in season two? She was the ER nurse when Dr. Sharon got in the bike accident. And all we knew about Roy's sister is that she was an ER doctor. ER nurse. Yep, yep. (laughs) So right there is just amazing. Um Another one that I really liked was that the wedding in the season finale. There's a couple, the uh, couple references there. One was the Danny Rojos, uh, Danny with the two women, with the two girls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the same girls and he the, woke up in the bed two, with. The same girls he woke up in the bed with. And then there was that guy with the baby and the baby Bernard and the lady in the red dress that the camera focused on. And I honestly, at oh, first yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't recognize who they were. And that was the beard woman. after hours. Yep. yep. Beard yep. after hour yep. episode. He sewed yep. his pants and the boyfriend <laughs> that chased him around town. Yep. Oh, um, I love that episode. Another good one I enjoyed was uh, Rebecca's, Rebecca's mother's sidekick talked about the Japanese art of Kintsugi, which is mending yep. the broken material with with gold, and that's exactly what Nate is doing when he's putting the sign back together. He's mending the art back with gold. Yep. So throughout mm-hmm. all the seasons, I have a whole lot written down here, but throughout all the seasons, there's so many different different um, callbacks and references to past episodes that really just make that plot so much more richer and thicker for Ted Lasso. One of, One of my... One of my favorite ones is in uh, season one, episode nine. Um, Beard and Nate are mad at Ted, and they're giving him the silent treatment. And he asked them, uh, "Hey guys, I thought of a new joke. Uh, what does a British owl say?" And they won't talk to him. And he he asked that joke twice. Well, guys, what does a British owl say? And they never talk to him. And he never gives you the conclusion to that joke until season two, episode five. He he and Beard are walking to work, and Beard just goes, oh, yeah, you never finished that joke. And Ted goes, what joke? Beard's like, what does a British owl say? And Ted goes, oh, yeah, 
whom, whom, <laughs> and Beard goes, <laughs> and Beard goes, oh, worth the wait, <laughs> worth yeah. the wait. But that joke was set up for six episodes <laughs> until they finally yeah. deliver it, and I, that was, that's my, that's one of my favorite callbacks, and just shows the wit of that show. And and this, what we're demonstrating here, this show was written very intentionally. So WTF happened in season three. That's all I'm saying. If we had that level of depth and intentionality, something had to happen to where season three felt the way it did. But anyway, I do have a question. It's not a complaint. It's a question. Oh. Um, Can you, you talk feel, about what you like? <laughs> do you feel like the end of the show was implying that Ted and Michelle were mending some things. I have the same question, and my answer is yes. Because he got out of the cab, he went into Michelle's house with his bags, uh, and they, they were teasing that either via text message or on the phone or whatever was going on, that there was something happening there. And you never just, see the boyfriend doctor again after he's the total jackwad during the soccer match. The football match, sorry. I don't think You never Ted, see him again. I don't think Ted would put him in that position again with her, in all honesty, the heartbreak she gave him. I think he moved on from her. They share a look at the Suns soccer game. She's a terrible soccer game. They're always and going to be they're always they're their kids. They're gonna they're have to cope have that. Yeah. Yep. They're always going to be co-parents. They're always they were a husband and wife team. They're going to have to be a co-parent team. Is there something there? Maybe, but I don't think Ted would walk back into that. Not again. I mm. hope not, because mm. boy, was she a terrible person. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Going to your yeah. your marriage counselor and hooking up with him. Hey, I blame him, not her. He has the power dynamic in that, not yep. her. Oh, so I don't blame ever. her. Me too. Me too. One of my other favorite callbacks was in season one when Rebecca is firing the head coach of uh, the Richmond team. She, he goes, "Why are you firing me?" He goes, "Because she says because your shorts are too short and your testicles always hang out." And, and then, then when he gets pushed over in season three, his testicles are hanging out. They do too. That's hilarious. I didn't even think of that. Are we allowed to say testicles? Yes. Check with standards and practices. But anyways, just so many callbacks throughout the series I really loved. Uh, another one was when they take out all the torn up leave posters. Jamie's Jamie's is in the book that Ted gave him that he threw in the trash in season mm. one. So it's mm. the same book that carries over. I really wanted one player to come forward and be like, you guys didn't tell me we were saving those. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that every single guy had a piece? I'm just saying. That's and how important never- that sign was. I love I've never had Arthur Bryant barbecue sauce. I don't know if any of you guys had, but this is apparently Jason Sudeikis' love, and he calls it back in a lot of things. In the movie We Are the Millers, he's wearing an Arthur Bryant barbecue sauce shirt. So I've never had it, but it must be good. Barbecue sauce. Anyways, guys, today we visited uh, the Negro League Museum and had some Arthur Bryant barbecue. And, uh, (laughs) oh. That's the exact line that guy says, except he says it wrong. So he got fired. Uh, my favorite scene in my favorite callback was the barbecue sauce one, where he did the dart game with Rupert. Was my probably my favorite scene in the whole show. Oh. 
was fantastic. What an epic scene. And then his last thing he said in a soccer game was barbecue sauce. It was great. Oh, and then him not understanding the offsize rule, and then yeah, for the whole under- series, yeah. and then in the final game, he finally understands. He soccer. finally understood it. <laughs> yeah. Now I still don't understand the offsides rule. I still don't, but I try to. Now, did you? Do you guys find yourself enjoying football a little more? No. 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 So boring. no. I'm standing in line at the airport the other day, and they had football on the TV. And it got, I was actually invested. Like, I'm watching, and as the team's getting closer to score the goal, I'm like, I can feel the excitement building up in me. I'm like, this this is awesome. This doesn't happen often. Come on. What are they going to do? I'm like, I I might be a football fan. Me too. Okay, it's called the cool. NFL. Love it. <laughs> I, to, this I is going to be really it. dumb, but the reason I can't watch football is it's actually a production thing. If I was there, I have no doubt that I'd be completely vested the the camera for for football slash soccer is so far away from everything, versus like when you watch the NFL, you feel like you've got the the right little snapshot. And so, if the production for uh, football soccer was was more like the NFL, I guarantee you, I'd be watching it more often. But we should put I the don't, camera on the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like football. it's like I don't want my my football soccer experience to be like I'm there in the nosebleeds. Like if I'm gonna watch it on TV, <laughs> I want it to be like I'm in the middle of the action. I I, I do hear you on that. Um, I don't know. I, I I just find myself enjoying it a little bit more. And I don't know if that's from Ted Lasso or The Big Green, but one of them did it for me. The Big Green. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now yep. another thing I want to bring up. I love it when mistakes end up getting inside of a TV show or movie. It's not like it's a continuity error, but it's when something happens and it just fits. And so they keep it in. In season one, episode 10, Ted's leaving Rebecca's office. He's super excited. He jumps up and clicks his heels and bangs his head on the doorframe. That was not planned. So when you see him hit his head and fall down and you see Rebecca's reaction... All of that was a thousand percent genuine. Jason Sudeikis literally jumped up and was like, I'm fine, and took off to the side. And he really thought he was fine until he reaches up and there's like a pool of blood forming in his hand. And he's like, oh, no, he split his head open. They had to glue it together um, because they still had more filming to do that day. He like gave himself a mild concussion. He said, that's it, I'm out. One more season. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. But I, I, when that happened, I remember watching that with my wife, and I was like, honey, I don't think that was supposed to happen. And so I, I Googled it right then and there, and I realized it, that so that was a total accident. Phone, and I called Jason Sudeikis up on the line, and I said, hey, yo, bro, Jason. Jason, what happened there, brud? So I, I don't know. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty awesome. Another thing that annoys me in TV shows is when they they make something like it's an integral part of the story, but you forget about it. It's like it's only for that one episode that it matters, and then it's gone. It's always something that bothers me. I always look for it. Um, you end up forgetting about it. You have to forgive it. This show nailed it in season uh, season one, episode two. 
it's I think the title of the episode is called Biscuits, but you see Ted make biscuits for Rebecca and he brings them to her in the morning. And I'm just sitting here like, um, after that episode, I was like, well, let's see if we ever see the biscuits again. And then episode three happens and he brings her biscuits in the morning. And I thought, okay, they kept it up for one episode. Let's see. Well, I kid you not, every freaking episode through season one, two, and three, Ted always brings her biscuits. And yep. so that was, I think, an unbelievable dedication to one running gag. And that just shows how much um, they they did care about keeping that um, keeping that um, continuity together. I love and that. And to your point, they don't even specifically call it out when it's happening either nope. because in season two and season three they're just having a conversation and the only way you know is because he's holding the pink box in his hand yep and then and he that, just, that's it and then he just slides it across the desk hands it to her yep. it's just so casual but i love that they kept that up like that's that also speaks to um how much they, they cared about this show well any more final final thoughts around ted lasso so we can uh move on to our other segments <laughs> We can talk about this all night. Ryan, you need to calm down. Quit texting the group. We're not doing shorter episodes yet. You shut up. Uh, another scene I love, just showing the um, the uh, humor in this, is when Dr. Sharon comes in, she asks Ted, is Isaac okay? And Ted goes, no, dude's like, he's like a wampum inside of a teepee. She looks at Beard and says, what? And Beard goes, he's too tense. Boom! <laughs> and I'm like, yes! Because I'm like, who thinks like that? He's a wampum inside of a teepee. He's too tense. And then another one with Dr. Sharon is when she's asking Ted how he feels. And she's just like, you know, I, I just want to know how you're feeling. And he goes, oh, I don't know. I'm just dealing with the terror of knowing what this world is about. Watching a few friends screaming, let me out. And then Dr. Sharon goes, oh, so you feel under pressure. And I'm like, that's just so witty. Like, I love that stuff. And so, yeah, there is a thousand examples of that. I could not keep up with all of them that happened, which is why I have to watch this series again. But those were the ones that really stuck out to me, and I always remembered them. So I wanted to bring them up. Uh, My final thoughts on the show is it probably goes in maybe top six or seven shows that I like all time. Uh, for series, comedy series. Uh, it's one of the only shows that uh, gut-punched me and got me teary-eyed, which I'm a hard guy to cry, let me tell you. Oh, man. And that show got me a couple times. Oh, uh, I am getting old, though. I'm getting, I'm getting soft as I get older, just so you guys know. Uh, <clears throat> I love Jason Sudeikis We would now. never be able to tell, Led Tasso. You, yeah. <laughs> you are the most <laughs> insensitive human being I've ever met. I'm kidding. Keep going. I try. I try. I try. Uh, I would say Jason Sudeikis is, is one of my... I'll probably watch anything that he has come out now because of this show. Um, Agreed. I really hope they do some type of spinoff, or like John said, a episode in five years would be phenomenal, or a movie like in 10 years or something would be insane. It'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I loved it. Um, I don't know why Michael hates it so much. Uh, I think of Michael less now because of that. And uh, I'll leave it. I didn't think that was possible, so I don't believe you. <laughs> maybe maybe you could say my name in front of Michael's next time. I don't know. Just oh, Michael, Michael's going to the back of the list from now on. Thank you. 
Now, here's the thing. We've talked a lot about continuity, so you got to make sure you do it. <laughs> oh, it's happening. We're not that dedicated. <laughs> We're not that dedicated. Uh, final thoughts for me. Uh, good show. I do have my beefs with the end, but all that needs to be said is I'm going to watch it again probably multiple times uh, because the show does have a lot of uh, feel good to it um, despite its rushed missed potential. But uh, but overall, great show. Uh, Jason Sudeikis needs to win uh, not some, not a, but all of the awards for it. Oh, one more thing about watching it again. My wife hasn't watched it yet, so I get to watch it with somebody that's never watched it, so I'm super excited. Nice. Wow. Dude, that's awesome. Why have you been watching it without her? Well, I started watching I was like five episodes in, and she didn't want to start it five episodes in, so. I would have <laughs> went back. <laughs> No, hey, good thoughts. for you. You get to watch the whole thing again. That's yes. good for you. Mm-hmm. My final thoughts is if your biggest hiccup for not watching this because you don't want to get Apple TV, you know, you're going to watch it all within a month easily. Yeah. You might watch it yeah. all within a free trial period if there's a week free trial or month free trial. It's that good, guys. You won't be able to stop watching it. Get Apple TV, watch all of Ted Lasso, and cancel it. Yeah, I mean, if even if you have to pay six ninety nine for one month, just pay it. It's worth, it's worth, it's worth twenty five bucks. Like, don't, don't, don't kid yourself. It, it's a fantastic. Sure about that? Series. So, so hold on, hold on. You guys are just now encouraging people to watch this show at forty three minutes in. Do you think somebody would have listened to this long if they hadn't seen the show yet? Can you edit that? <laughs> Can you cut that and then move it? Hey, now we know that this is spoiler territory, but we gave people plenty of time to finish season three. All right. Ted Lasso special. I love it. We'll be right Uh, back. Oh, by the way, between Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, I'm team Jason. Go to hell, Olivia. (laughs) Yeah. Another reason I love that guy. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. This next segment of the Manchild Chronicles is brought to you by the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Rollins with the heist of the century. Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. moments unforgettable matches memories that last a lifetime when it comes to professional wrestling if you are talking about it we are talking about it over on the wrestle chat podcast with new episodes every saturday morning at 10 a.m listen wherever you listen to the man child chronicles or watch it on youtube at wrestle chat podcast all right we're back let's do hot potato ow that's hot It's time to play Hot Potato. Brought to you by the Manchild Chronicles. Be careful. You might just get burned. All right, tonight's Hot Potato. We draw a name. As you know, we draw a name out of a hat. And we go around till you can't think of a movie. My mind's not working good tonight, so this should be bad for me. Every actor in this hat was in a movie with Jason Sudeikis. There you go. Here we go. 
the first name so that we draw. I tried to put people that actually were in more than like three movies. So, Colin Farrell. Colin oh Farrell. Gosh. I will start. Uh, horrible bosses. Daredevil. The recruit. Uh, phone booth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, SWAT. Nice. Miami Vice. Something about a leprechaun. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. (laughs) Um, The Batman. Oh, Jay, that was what I was going to say. That's one of the only other ones I had. We're Um, bringing this around. I think... I yeah. <laughs> I think he was in this movie. Was he in the movie Stealth? Mm, no. Nope. With Jamie Foxx? Oh, nope. yeah, yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jessica nope. Biel and him, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Nope. I know I know I don't know the guy's name, but I can see his face uh, and it wasn't called. Yeah, keep talking. In John. Burge. <laughs> What's the movie called, John? In Burge or in Brugge. You looked that up. Yeah, There's I no way know. you remember no, that. I remember that. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the only other one I got, John, is Minority Report. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, John. Banshees of Irishian. <laughs> what do you have IMDb pulled oh. up right now? Uh, yeah, what no, are you doing? No, it's the one he just got nominated for for the Academy Award. Oh, oh my really? God. There's so many. I'm probably bossing. Big me. ones, too. I'm out. How I'm bad? Out. How bad do we do, All right, Mike? John wins. It's bad. Okay, oh, it's so... Bad. It's uh, Mark Wahlberg bad. We forgot the gentleman, Alexander, Total oh, Recall. Oh, my um, God. Oh, he was Fantastic with, Beasts. He was in... Oh. Um, he was in one with Bruce Willis, too. I can't believe I forgot Fantastic Beasts. I thought of it, and then we moved on, and I forgot. Dead Man Down, Winner's Tale, Seven Psychopaths, Dumbo. What's the one with... Uh, oh, Dumbo. What's the one with Bruce Willis? The one with Bruce Willis. Um, Heart's War. Heart's War. Mm. Uh, Artemis Fowl, the Imaginarian of Do- Dr. Parnassus, or whatever that one was. Oh, uh, yeah, cra- when Heath Ledger died. Yep, Crazy Heart. A uh, bunch of other ones that I don't recognize, but I won't I won't jump on them. So. All right, next. Hey, yeah, that was, uh, Colin, that was Colin, come on the show. We would love to talk to you about it. Here we go. Next name that was in a Jason Sudeikis movie. I don't, oddly enough, I don't have Jason Sudeikis in this either. <laughs> What? I thought we were going to end with that. Charlie Day. John, you started off. Oh. Can can you use that name in a sentence? (laughs) Charlie Day from Sunny in Philadelphia. A fist fight, I think. Fist fight. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. The one with Ice Cube? Good one. Michael. Oh, me. Um, oh, Horrible Bosses. Good job. Uh, Pacific Rim. Horrible Bosses too. <laughs> I have like three movies in my head, but none of them are popping with the title right now. Uh, I got, I'm out. Wow. Mike? John out. 
was uh was he in the Lego movie? Man. He was. Yeah. was he? he was. He was yeah. also in the Lego movie too. Keep going. I love it. <laughs> Super <Thank you> Mario. <laughs> Mario Brothers. Uh, ah, that was my next one. Is it me? Yep. Yep. Um, he was in the one with Jody Foster, uh, Hotel Man. Artemis. Hotel Artemis. I was there. Ooh. I was there. Vacation Ooh, with Ed Helms. Okay. Nut job. Oh. The heck do you all know all these? <laughs> the kids' movies are saving us. <laughs> I I don't got it. I'm I'm out. Um, did anyone say Pacific Rim Uprising, the sequel? Was he in that one? Uh, yep, yep. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, you know what? I have none left, so I'm going to challenge you. Check he it. Is on it. Pacific Check Rim Uprising? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in it. Wow! <laughs> I don't know if he was a nut job. I was just guessing. Hey-oh! <laughs> I would have believed you, man. There were so many people. There's so many people in there. I movie, want you I back. He did an Amazon Prime one called I Want You Back. That was pretty good. I don't know if you guys ever watched that one. Uh-uh. Was he wasn't in the nut job. He wasn't in the nut job. <laughs> <laughs> we all just believed it. I believed it. That sounds like a Charlie it seemed Day a, movie. It seemed to fit. <laughs> you suck, Ryan. Okay. I suppose there's no other it's good all movies about the game. for him, huh? <laughs> All right, fist fight is one of those uh, one of those scenes where he does the recital with his daughters, like one yeah. of the best scenes. I All don't right. mess with you. Next name, here we go. Mike starts it off. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Ooh. Hold on, Ooh. what movie was he in with Jason? Jason, <laughs> I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it up now. Here, I'll look it what? up. Too. Well, I can't. Give, well, I can't give it no, away. Don't we'll look, have it to look it up. afterwards. Yeah, Okay. Well, I guess I guess we'll just have to start at the beginning. X Men. I don't know the full title of X Two, so I'm gonna go with Logan. Okay, Wolverine Origins. Uh, John's up. Oh, come on, guys. Okay. (laughs) X Two X Men United. Um, X3 The Last Stand Why does everybody only ever count with me? <laughs> like I, As soon as I start I see all the hands go up uh, The Wolverine I said that already That's what I said No you said X-Men you said Origins, Origins Wolverine. Wolverine Then there's also The oh, Wolverine, Wolverine. Okay. Alright yep. uh, The Greatest Showman Nice the Fountain. Logan. Already said Logan. Van Helsing. Nice. Uh, prisoners. Oh my gosh, that's what I was just going to say, Jay. Um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Nice. <laughs> Real <laughs> Steel. Oh, I love Real Steel. It's a good one. Good one. The Prestige. Oh, nice one. Um, Les Miserables. Uh, Miserables? 
That wasn't French enough. You yeah. Alright. Brian. Uh nut job. <laughs> nope. I don't know. <laughs> check it out. I'll check it out here. Let me see. Check it out. I hope he is. I hope he's like one of the dogs. I love the movie The Nut Job, but I, I don't know. Hugh nope. Jackman, he's not the in star it. Of the Nut Job. Nope. Oh, that's funny. Australia. Good one. X-Men First Class. Uh, Kate and Leopold. The Sun. Just me. The Sun. I don't. I don't remember if we said this one yet or not. But X-Men Apocalypse. No, but I don't. I don't know. Have had we said that? We have no. Nobody said that. Nobody but said I also that. don't know if he's in that. No, he is. Brian, he challenge is. him. No, he, is. he is. He is. Okay. Um, classic movie. We only know this movie because of Hugh Jackman and John Travolta. It's the only reason we know this movie. Swordfish. Yep. Uh, that's, that's reminiscence. Oh, oh nice one. shot in the dark here because I think I'm out of ammo but since everybody was in this movie uh, movie 43 <laughs> you are oh well on that might I, you are I really do know he was in that that was, was the one with Jason Sudeikis is that the one ding 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 um cartoon. wait is that is that like double jeopardy do I get more I points like, for that I feel like you do one. man um, there's two big ones on here another one uh, cartoon ones uh, Rise of the Guardians Uh, Pan. He was in Pan. Yeah, well, I think he was Captain Hook. You said animated, and the Rolodex in the back of my mind went to this one, but I don't know. Get it? Happy Feet? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Happy Feet. I'm going to go with Happy Feet, too. Thanks, two? Mike. Challenge uh, me if you don't believe me. I think he was in both. I can't challenge because I got everything uh, pulled up. Oh, uh, Chappie. Oh, nice one. I, I, I don't know what else he's in. Man. Jay, you got another one? Eve, I didn't get the W, but that's a better showing than we oh, usually get from Mike. Pretty good. I, I don't have another one. John got it. You guys didn't miss much. I can tell you that. He was in uh, The Missing Link recently. Oh, yeah. He was in Free... Stupid Claymation. He yeah. was in Free Guy, a voice in Free Guy. Okay. Um, I don't know what the sun is. You guys almost John got, said it. John said the sun. I don't oh, even know what did? that is. John's got an IMBD pulled Some up. movie he did last year. It's supposed to be like this Oscar. It's supposed to be this Oscar any movie. He got terrible reviews. I don't know what Deception Man. is, but he was in that. 
I love me some Hugh Jackman. What a good guy. Almost every good, pretty much every good movie that he has got named. That's pretty good round. All right. All right. Here we go. We'll do another one what here. What was he in X-Men Apocalypse? What, what, I, I never saw that. He, he's in like, it. What do you mean, what was he in X-Men Apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when Are was he serious? Because I thought after he Days had, of Future Past, he didn't he do any really, more of those. He had a really small cameo where they break into, like, where he becomes uh, Wolverine or whatever oh. they call him. They have a really quick two He's actually, uh, he's low. He's Logan in that movie, uncredited. Ooh. All right, here we go. Here we go. Next name. Jay, you started off. Oh, snap. Right? Yep. Oh, here we go. Jason Bateman. Love him. Love him, especially in Couples Retreat. Horrible Bosses. Bad words. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I didn't know if anyone knew that. Horrible bosses. Two. Um, Air. New movie. Air. Identity thief. Nice. <laughs> Game night. Nice. Zootopia. Love Zootopia. Uh, let's go with, um, oh my gosh, I just blanked it. Um, yeah, scary movie, scary movie. Uh, present at the door, uh, the gift. <laughs> what? <laughs> you just did four movies? I mean, your five seconds is up. <laughs> it's called the gift. Him and uh, Cameron Diaz. All right. Uh, sure. Uh, I'll go dodgeball. Uh, the change-up. Uh, this, uh, this, this is where I leave you. <laughs> um, Jason Bateman. I know I'm missing some. I'm out. Teen Wolf 2. Nice! <laughs> yes! Uh, Juno. Nice. Ozark. <laughs> That's a, a TV show. show. Oh, dang it. <laughs> uh, it's not your turn oh, anyway. nope, I got one. Nut job. <laughs> I think it's Michael's Check turn. Check it. Nut job. <laughs> It's my turn. Oh, Michael uh, already said, said he's out. out. Uh, Michael already said this is where I leave you. You said this is where I leave you guys, that's and then the you movie. were out. No, that's, that's the, the title movie, of the movie name. The movie's called oh. This is Where I Leave You. Oh. <laughs> I, thought <laughs> I, thought <laughs> I thought he was out of the game. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm still in it. That I can still think. Let me. That's think. a pretty popular movie. I'm surprised. <laughs> nope. Nothing. Um, so for my next pick, it's going to be Hancock. Oh, nice. All right, I'm going to be checking you guys now. Nut job. <laughs> challenge. Anyone Anyone challenging him? Okay. Challenge. Oh, I hope he's in it. Come on. 
considering Google quit trying to match my search. He is not in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm out. Uh, the Switch. The Switch. Nice. Um, extract. Uh, one with George Clooney. Uh, up in the air. Uh, what's the one with, uh, he showed his ding dong at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I um, don't know. Uh, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Nope. I'm out. I don't got any more. Is he in that? I guess Michael wins. Is he in Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I don't think he's in that, is he? It, it shows he's in it. Oh, okay. Where did we miss? Uh, Thunder Force uh, Central Intelligence. Oh, what was he in that? Uh, Trevor is what he says. Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Trevor. Oh, Trevor. Okay, okay. He was solid. <coughs> um, Paul. The alien movie Paul. He sure. was in that. Mm-hmm. The Invention of Lying. Uh, State of Play. Tropic Thunder. Mm. The Kingdom. I remember The Kingdom with Jamie Foxx. I do not remember him. He's you guys gave me a weird look when he was in Dodgeball. He has the best line in Dodgeball. Right. If you can die. Oh, bull trash. You got it. Let's see if it plays on. Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That was like his comeback movie. Hutch. The sweetest thing. That's about it. Okay. Want to keep All going? right. So should we end it with Jason Sudeikis, Ryan? I don't know. He's not in the hat, so we can't. <laughs> we just one more, and then we got to move on. Okay. Last one. Here we go. Who's it going to be? Only the hat knows. Here we go. Cameron Diaz. I started off. Something about Mary. The mask. Uh, Well, since we ended on this last one, I'm going to cheat and take the sweetest thing. (laughs) Dude, that's literally what I was going to say, you jerk. Um, let's go with uh, Shrek. Shrek 2. Shrek the third. There it is. You cannot uh, forget a good Tom Cruise with Night and Day. You also can't forget Shrek Forever After, so there you go. Charlie's I Angels. I wasted my time writing that one. Oh, good one. Charlie's Angels full <laughs> throttle. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I thought known. Um, oh, not me. What happens in Vegas? Oh, Michael, I hate you. The holiday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Dude, there's some good ones. The nut job. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> quit. Challenge. <laughs> oh, look at that. Hold on. Ryan. <laughs> you gotta quit. What's gonna be funny is one of these days know, it's gonna hit. Days if gonna he hit. just keeps trying, <sighs> I feel like you're thinking of like over the hedge all the time. Or are you still thinking of the nut job? You sure about that? 
She's not in it. Sure Dang it. That. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'll get the MBD pulled up. All right. Uh, sex tape. Oh, nice. Oh. Oh, I just thought of another one. Oh, man. Never saw it, uh, but I remember it because she's on the cover. Bad Teacher. Gangs of New York. Mm. Mm. Uh, the Counselor. Love that one. The Counselor. I, I'm not sure about this one, so I'll roll the dice. Um, Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like her. You like the ones with Tom Cruise. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Boom. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. My sister's mm-hmm. keeper. Hit all the Shreks. <laughs> Mike, are you? Oh, up? I just thought of one. Mike's out. Yeah, Jay, we're up. Um, oh, oh, the the uh, um, the gift, the one with the uh, Bateman challenge. Is that not her? Nope. I'm checking right now. What's it called? Isn't she it's in one the with gift. the She's in the box. Oh, oh yeah, the that's box. mine. The box. That's mine. The box. The box. No, nope. I just Jay, you're up. I challenged you. Yeah, I was checking. It. She's not in that. All right, here's some ones. Here's some I ones that I forgot that's all with of James her movies. Marston. I forgot all of her movies. I had none left. And then you said the gift. I'm like, no, it's the box. <laughs> the box. Got it. All right. That's with James Marsden. Yeah. Oh, man. Here's some okay. good. Here's some big ones she's in. My Best Friend's Wedding. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Very Bad Things, Being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot the one that I thought of Slacker, when I got out was Slackers. the book, the the uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Minority Report. The Other Woman, the Other Woman, that That's funny the one. That's one I could think of, yeah. Yep. Dang um, it. Good career, good career. The Green Hornet. Terrible movie. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Never watched it. (laughs) The Other Women. Annie. She was in Annie. The remake of Annie. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? All right. All right. We'll be right back with the draft. Stick around. Do you seek the attention and validation of your friends, potential lovers, and the general public? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Official merch from Manchild Chronicle Store. With this merch, you will successfully find best friends, lovers, and the admiration of people whose opinions you should not care about. Want to feel loved? Then buy Manchild Chronicles merch today at manchildchronicles.com. Manchild Merch does not actually help people like or love you. Manchild Merch is not responsible for personal or romantic relationships. See store for details. Not responsible for bear attacks. All right, boys. It's draft time. It's draft time. That's right. It's draft time. Here's how it works. Each player will get four picks to create the best lineup for today's topic. Once the teams are selected, the Manchild Universe gets to decide which person takes the win. Okay, tonight's draft. We're doing SNL actors. And it's not their total career. It's 
how they performed on SNLs and how they impacted SNL. That's how we are drafting. Tonight's draft order. Jay. Jay. Jay, number one. Mike, Ryan, and John. Jay, Mike, Ryan, John. All right, Jay. I want to recount. Did you do it three times? (laughs) Awesome. I'm very glad to take number one. I feel like the 101 is the guy who saved SNL before it was going to be canceled until this 19-year-old kid came on and just completely infatuated America. Great skits. Super funny guy. That is Mr. Eddie Murphy. That is correct. Didn't even have him on my list. <clears throat> All right. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. He, no, he's a racist. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> SNL has never been my area of specialty. I've, of course, watched plenty of it, but I don't know as much about the the history and the lore and the canon. You're missing um, out. I know. So... Um, Kind of a big I, deal. <laughs> it's been around for a, a while. Deal. Been around for a while. <laughs> I uh, I went through a list of people who have hosted quite a bit, and Good. went and looked looked back some of, through some of their skits and stuff. So um, that'll be the basis for a lot of my picks. And so um, I am going to start with um, a good OG in Mr. Bill. Murray, Mr. Bill, Murray. Bill Murray, cast member, starting season two. Yeah. Yep. Five time host. Five timers club. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Jay, that's who I was hoping to get. Um, after the one hundred and one, it is really a toss up on who could be the number two. In my opinion, there is several guys um, that are very good. I am going to go. With another cast member. The show wasn't about to get canceled, but I feel this guy carried the torch for quite a long time after its peak at one point. I'm going to go with Will Farrell. Yep. Great pick. Well, guess I'll take on my back to back a couple of actors who got canceled off the show for being too bad. Oh, boys. Great, great Let's job, go John. With Chris Farley, and then let's go with Adam Sandler right after. Oh, that was my three and four. That was back, my three and four. Was also, back. my three and four. That was my three and four as well. Very the good. Bad John. boys of SNL. You, you guys have nailed my top four. Not you, Mike. You you just stay quiet. <laughs> All right. Um, boy, this is tough now. Um, yeah, it's getting tough now. Man, there's two phenomenal hosts on my list, but I got some good SNL characters I don't want to miss as well. I am confused on why you're not taking who I thought you would take right here, Ryan. Who you thought I would take? Yeah, classic. Oh, there's I got two guys that have been around for a long time. I don't know who you're talking about, classic. Okay, that's fine. Um, I am going to take classic guy. Now that you say that, though, uh, he carried. He was. I don't want to say names. He was the first of this kind. He could be in every skit. 
he basically, to me, he was the glue that started SNL, Dan Aykroyd. Which is interesting because if I remember correctly in my research, he's only hosted one time despite uh, being yeah. a pretty he big was player. He member, I think, for four seasons. Yeah. But you would think somebody with that type of uh, uh, history in the comedic sector of Hollywood that he would have hosted more than one time. They, those, those, guys in the, the, uh... those guys in the beginning, though, got so big so fast, they couldn't turn down all those movie roles they were getting. So a lot yeah. of them didn't last very long in the beginning. Is it me now? Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm taking this guy completely biased because I really enjoyed um, a couple of his skits, really more one in particular that was a little newer. But I'm going to take the nine-time host of SNL, Mr. Tom Hanks. Mm. Mr. Tom Hanks. Is he only nine his, times? Uh, his more... It's 10 times is what I have. Oh, oh I wrote down nine. Um, his most his more recent skit where he's doing um, Jeopardy with uh, <laughs> Keenan Thompson, and he plays kind of like the right-wing MAGA guy. <laughs> the MAGA guy, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, 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 and then the, the question is, uh, or, the, or the answer is, uh, white women can do this for you. And then he buzzes in. He goes, what is not a... Playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I'm David Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, going back to back to me. Um, I hate this because I feel like I'm going to lose out on some of the more recent people, but I'm going to take two, two of my favorite hosts um, that have ever done the show. Um, First, I'm going to take 15-time host Steve Martin. That's who you uh, thought Steve I was going Martin. to take, wasn't it? No, that's oh, okay. not who I thought you were going to take. Um, I love Steve Martin. Um, fantastic, fantastic um, skits. Yes. And then the other one is the record holder, 17-time host Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Without Alec Baldwin, we do not get Canteen Boy. Canteen Boy. <laughs> Hello, Canteen Boy. <laughs> um. For my next pick, it it will be criticized, but he has always been um, super underrated as a um, actor because he has been more known for his music. But I'm going to take the five time host, Justin Timberlake. Interesting. Lots of Lonely Island stuff in there. That's very very good. I have a lot of names on here, uh, but I am going to take. The guy who started a new trend and still listen to his songs this day, I'm taking Andy Samberg. Dude, that's who I thought Mike was about to take because I put Andy Samberg way above Justin Timberlake. Oh, wow. I cannot believe all the SNL actors you guys are leaving on the board. Oh, there's so many hosts. good ones. Oof. Uh, I don't even know where to go now with my draft. Um, uh, I guess I'm going to take... Probably what I thought was really the glue of the '90s. It was Will Ferrell, and then it was this guy, Phil Hartman. Man, Phil, Phil Hartman, Hartman. Was one yeah, of the yeah. Best, That's one I did. I did not want to lose out on. I was hoping mm-hmm. to get him for my last pick. Thanks a lot. I didn't think he was great writer, take great comedic actor. He's in every skit. <sighs> now I'm torn. Eight seasons. Two. Phil Hartman was so good. I'm torn. I'm torn between two here. Um, so I'm going to pick the one who. I, when I was younger, I did not appreciate his 
comedic ability as much as I do now as an adult. So rewatching his weekend updates as an adult now and rewatching his skits is phenomenal. I'm taking Norm McDonald off the board. Norm. Good old Norm. Oh, man. I can't believe we only have one pick left. This is crazy. There's so many good people on here. Um, Boy. It's what, boy. 40 years of television to have to sort through? John, are you done? Yeah. Uh, recap, oh. I got uh, Chris Farley, Adam Sandler, Phil Hartman, and then uh, Norm MacDonald. Strong list. All right. Last pick here. Boy, I just don't even like my list anymore. Um, There's still some good... There's good ones so out many there. good ones. Um, I hate to not taking anybody from the '90s. It's killing me. That was my favorite era. But yeah, Will Ferrell. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Adam Sandler, Chris Farley days. That's my oh. heyday right there. I used to love it. Um, I'm gonna go with Bill Hader. Love me <laughs> some Bill Hader. Great skits. Great host on the Weekend Update. Loved him. Round out your top four. Oh, there we go. My top four, I have Will Ferrell, Dan Aykroyd, Andy Samberg, and Bill Hader. All right. Um, I'm going to round out my list with probably one of the most unique individuals um, that has ever been on SNL. He is responsible for the other half of an iconic segment that um, the other person has already been taken from uh, the board. I'm going to take the seven-time host, Mr. Christopher Walken. Hey, it's fantastic. You're leaving your house. I need more cowbell. I need I, okay, no, round, fever. What's your uh, rounded out? Uh, my list is Bill Murray, Tom Hanks, Justin Timberlake, and Christopher Walken. So I'm going to reach out and go to the past. Um, Not a single one of you was like, decent list, decent list. <laughs> if we were doing Not a one. host, best SNL yeah, host list. list. Phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, I went and watched a bunch of SNL skits. Um, and so I was pretty excited to see some of these. Um, I realized why this guy was ranked so high on several lists. And I thought, this is who you were going to take, Ryan. Um but I guess maybe you are younger than I imagine you to be. But I am going to take Mr. John Belushi. He had some very funny skits. Not a fan. I, I was talking about something about that earlier today about him. I never laughed at his stuff very often. I thought he was good in Animal House and Blues Brothers, but on SNL, I never thought it was very funny. Interesting, because Blue Bro- Blues Brothers came from SNL, but I don't I know. Know. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> I know it did, but I just... Anyways, I watched some of his skits today, and um, or yesterday, and that was, it was really funny. Yeah. So anyways, my four, uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Steve Martin, Alec Baldwin, and John Belushi. Solid, solid. Obviously, some honorable mentions here. Jelly, yep. you, uh, Half million honorable well, mentions. Let's just do a few each here. So otherwise we'll go all day here. Jay, why don't you give a few, uh, three, or if anybody, whoever wants to go first here. Uh, John Goodman, Chevy Chase, Woody Harrelson all had uh, the next amount of hosts under their belt. John Goodman with 13, Chevy Chase with eight, Woody Harrelson with five, all very, very good at what they do. John Goodman was phenomenal uh, as, as a host on that. Very good. 
Um, if I'm going to throw out, I want to throw out uh, some great female comedians. Uh, you had Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey, and then another one from Ellen back in Clay the days, uh, Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner is very funny. And if you guys aren't going to take more females, Amy Poehler, Rachel Dratch. Love Rachel Dratch. Cecily Strong. <laughs> Three people I got uh, left that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. Um, Dana nice. Carvey was phenomenal in SNL. Mike Myers was phenomenal yep. too. Yes. Uh, Wayne's World yep. with them together is phenomenal. And then the last one I got who I would have taken over, Norm MacDonald probably, but I like Norm's comedy better, uh, Daryl Hammond, uh, 17 years on the show. Mm-hmm. Master of all the oh, voice yeah. impersonations, uh, Daryl Hammond yep. would have been my next. Pick. He did a lot of presidents too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Still on the show. Does the intro now? Because uh, the other guy's not there. Uh, a couple yeah. some honorable mentions it's here. Saturday Night Live. It's Saturday Night Live. Yeah, uh, Keenan Thompson. Guy loves Keenan Thompson. Twenty he's, seasons on the he's show. He's a clutch player that can just do all of it pretty well. He's been on since two thousand three, and he's still going. Uh, Will Forte was excellent on that show, and then <laughs> and then McGruber, and then this guy's always overlooked, but he was the only good thing about the show in the late eighties, and uh, never did good after SNL. But Joe Piscopo. I want to give him a shout out. And that's who? uh, yeah, Joe who? Piscopo. I have to look it up. Go look. He's the only guy that was good on that that show for like eight years. It was Joe Piscopo. Um, yeah, Addie Bryant, Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph, some good ones. Well, that's it for today, though. Until next time. Oh, and Jason Sudeikis. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on The Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.